it's time for another episode of 252 with your host Frank G, Ralphie D, and Kuwata Kurt. The best part about that scene, though, in Airplane was uh, <laughs> with Mrs. Cleaver. I speak jive. That's Mrs. Cleaver or Nanny, depending on which generation you, you grew up in. True, true. Uh, I, I do you speak jive, here. Nanny? Yeah. <laughs> Why, yes, children, <laughs> I do. What up, what up, what up? What to do? So what is the topic on the table? <laughs> that scene in Airplane with Barbara Billingsley <laughs> speaking jive. <laughs> I, I've always remembered that uh, fondly. Uh, wasn't there another scene uh, where they were in the courtroom? Uh, like there was, yeah. Airplane? It might have, I don't remember where that was, but I do remember that. Shit, I'm drawing a blank on that one. Yeah, I don't, oh, know, I don't know if that was in the second one or if that was just... Uh, but I do remember that. I know what you're talking about. I can, I can see it. Yeah, I, I, I could see it. Like, there wasn't a courtroom. Maybe it was a... Uh, oh, man. This is, this is going to bother me now. But I do remember. <laughs> to the oh, internet! Man. No kidding. I've found the internet failing on several things lately, though, where like I have to fill in the blanks for them, and that's you know, it's getting weird. Yeah, I mean, you th- guys don't remember this. Well, here I'll have to write a story about it, you know, an article or whatever. Let's start the the you know the print side of the retro nerd side, I guess. That's what I'm talking about. Did you didn't you get banned from Wikipedia for a minute? Uh, yeah, a couple times I've been locked out. <laughs> I like, but no, this is true. And one time it was about me. I'm like, come on, I'm like, I can't edit some shit about me. Like, no, you're you're not a reliable source. I'm like, well, what the fuck? Then who? You know, it's got to be someone. It literally has to be someone besides you if the page is about you, or they consider it not a reliable source. So like, you could do it, but I can't do it. Oh, we'll find that. Leave it that way. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could see. I could see if it was like some bands from the seventies and eighties that were maybe too drugged out to actually know the incidents that they went through. But you're not that. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, the, a lot of people, like assorted business people, go in there and hype themselves up, and so they lock them out from doing that in general. Right. So if you want to do something as simple as correct the spelling of your fucked up name, they're like, what? No, you can't do that. You're wrong. I'm like, well, I'm sure I'm correct. You know, I'm 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 right in a long time. That is hilarious. But hey, when it comes to uh, my own name, hell, I, I could have been locked out with reason. My mom actually did spell my name in a different way on some real uh, legal documents. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Is that damn elk jumping in and out of your name out for, for real at some point? No? It, that's exactly it. I was like, when did yeah. that happen? So she copied that off like some shit from school. Did they, did they put that on your diploma incorrectly or were you good there? Oh, you know what? I, I might have to uh, check and see. <laughs> like, that might be where she got it. She's writing some shit in a hurry like, oh, what? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do believe allegedly uh, Ralphie had two different driver's license with two different <laughs> numbers, <laughs> two different spellings of the name. 
Definitely alleged. Allegedly, I had gotten a lot of tickets <laughs> and on one license, so I went and applied for another license with said news <laughs> with said new spelling. Allegedly, because it was on legal documents. So they allegedly issued me a new license, and they allegedly took it back. <laughs> like, wait a Both minute. Me. I just turned a different way in the license. <laughs> yeah. You get to come in with an afro one day, <laughs> like in some, in some like round sunglasses like Prince, right? <laughs> Rafael de la Guetta. Oh, cool. He, he's, he's a Latin American now. Got the same social security number, though. Hmm. Curious. Well, well, many Latin Americans share social security numbers with other people. That's <laughs> true. Some of which we we actually allegedly knew. Oh, for sure. I say some good people. You know, that's the problem I have with the whole kick them all out thing. Is like a lot of people I like would be kicked out, and a lot of people I don't like would still be here. You know. Say it, Emmett Trump. <laughs> Messing up our flow here. Check out the people we want to at least. Come on, I mean, you know, it's bad enough he's going to make the entire White House gold. You know, it's going to look like Master P fucking lives there. Oh, god damn it! That would be awful. I mean, either way, it'd be awful. Master On the P. other hand, first ever first lady that kids could jerk off to realistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what about Eleanor Roosevelt? Well, of course. And, and, you know, there was a couple uh, those couple moments for Barbara Bush there where you know you just couldn't take it. But other than that, you know, <laughs> I mean, Michelle is the best we've had so far in our lifetime. I think. You know, I don't remember what yeah, Mrs. Life. Carter looked like or anything, but. Oh, hey. Well, yeah, you said in our lifetime, but I mean, yeah, our lifetime. And then Kennedy, she was all right. Oh yeah, that was before us, though. But yeah, sure. <laughs> was that was before us when she was first lady but i'm sure she had uh, some nice jerk time in the early 70s but i wouldn't even beaten then so yeah. boy this is spiraled off into a weird <laughs> well, this is our this is our tribute to nancy reagan we're like nobody was beating it to nancy reagan so rest in peace nancy except, except too short because he enjoyed her skills Right. We've made the reference several times. Now it's actually relevant. Definitely. He should have at least tweeted something out. He probably did. I didn't look. I think it was just in. uh, It was. We just did that in a show maybe two or three weeks ago. I put that in something. You know, it's going to come back. But now it has a reason. So it's like, see, we made that reference then, and here's why. (laughs) (laughs) Ronald Reagan came up to me and said, "Do you have the answer?" To the U.S. economy and a cure for cancer. I said, what are you doing in the White House if you're not selling cocaine? Ask your wife, Nancy Reagan. I know she'll spit that game. Like one night she came to my house and gave me a blowjob. She licked my dick up and down like it was corn on the cob. What is life? Life is too short. I play young bitches like it's a sport. It was quite fortuitous. Yeah, well, not for Nancy. But. Maybe I'll use the uh, maybe I'll use the Adonis version this time. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that except us, though. Or one of the five or six. That one got done a lot of times. 
Hey, there's been uh, like maybe three or four different appearances of Adonis cuts on here already, and a couple of P-Pack oh. songs, and no one has ever said, what's that? I keep waiting for someone to go, what the hell is that? You know, like, oh, well, you'll have to hear the story, but no one ever asks. So either they don't know what it is to the point of confusion, or nobody even hears it because they're just zoned out and paying attention to some other shit. Rolling down Travis in the middle of the night. Three nerds in the Civic, not looking for a fight. And I'm getting kind of tired if the truth be told. Roll around the corner, pick up my gum, Marigold. About to hit the interstate, cut off by a Lexus. Bust a quick right, then we hit North Texas. Car full of girls, but they think we don't see them. Pull up in the parking lot at 8 p.m. Like, oh, oh yeah. I'm going to write my paper while this is on in the background. It's going to be great, man. Or We're background noise, know. guys. We're background noise, but that <laughs> works. It's because of our soothing voices. True that. I at least have two or three screens on when I'm doing shit on the internet anyway. So. <laughs> we got to talk about this Civil War trailer. I mean, I, uh, I'm trying not to watch too much when it comes to these movies that I'm looking forward to. And this trailer had a lot of action in it. It was awesome. And then, uh, of course, at the end, the appearance of, uh, you know, Spidey was, you know, that was almost too much for me to bear. <laughs> well, first of all, I wasn't even looking forward to that movie in particular, having yet to see the other two Captain America films. But, uh, or a couple of the oh. Iron Man films for that matter. But it looks very uh-huh. much like it's just an Avengers film in disguise because everybody's there. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's pretty even much Ant-Man it. was there. I'm like, look, it's Ant-Man riding an arrow. This is you know a panel from a comic. You know, everything there seemed that's, like it was shot from a book. Right. There's a lot of splash pages uh, <laughs> in there because I think that was on a, an Avengers cover. Oh, oh right. yeah, sure. Or it might have been uh, maybe early West Coast Avengers, I bet. Back when but, that was um, a thing. <laughs> the West Coast Avengers. You know what? I think Kurt's the only one I, that had a. Did you have I, that in your comic saver, or did you I actually? Did a, I had a. I had a very short run of the West Coast <laughs> Avengers, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you know, because because um, there, there was that time where. Um, where allegedly Quarter Kurt was going to uh, be working on Hawkeye, and um, I was I was really feeling the Hawkeye character and the West Coast Avengers and everything. But um, I think I think I just gave uh, I ran out of steam on a lot of the other books that I was collecting, you know, like the Iron Man and Avengers and Captain America, and then there was a time where I just kind of was like. I just stayed with a lot of the X-Men titles and then with the artist jumped ship from DC and Marvel and they went to Image Comics, I went with them. Yeah, see, I bailed right before any of that happened. And Pat bailed pretty much at the same time. And I remember we we sold a bunch of comics to buy CDs, you know, which was a dumbass thing to do in retrospect, but... (laughs) You know, it worked for us at 15 years old or whatever. <clears throat> we're yeah. we're going to get chicks now. We don't need these comic books. And, you know, the, the comic books would have been with us longer than any of the girls. <laughs> way, way, way longer. 
I got some of book. I got books right now that I remember who I was banging at the time I got the book. <laughs> I'm like, wow. hey babe, go to Comics and Comics and get my saver for me. <laughs> there, there was a point though where I was keeping uh, nerdy me and uh, you know me who was actually getting some play <laughs> separate. So. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think know. that was always the, the. I think that was always when, when you knew that your girl was uh, by your side because you would allow them into that world where they're like, right. Sometimes you're like, I don't know if I want to let you know <laughs> that the needle falls falls this far to this side, but uh, yeah, there's some shit here that you're gonna see that you're gonna scratch your head. You're like, hey, I thought you were a, a cool guy. It's like, nope, <laughs> no, <I'm> not. <laughs> Well, Not even a little bit. <laughs> first of all, you have to make sure they know how to handle the fucking books. They can't just go grab your bag and like <laughs> shove it in the back seat under some shit. You know, it has to be properly, you know, placed in the seat correctly so it doesn't rattle around and fly out when you hit the stop and stuff like that. And stuff has to not be, cru- you know, they have to be treated. You know, put them in the baby seat if you have one available. For me, it was worse than that. I'm just like, don't bother me at all. Don't even touch. Don't even look. This has nothing to do with you. I just want you to know that that's a, this is what I'm in here doing. Oh, you treat them like porn. Now it's not the right way don't to Don't touch my shit. No, I just didn't want nobody to. I, 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 I just don't touch my shit. Don't move it. Don't. Uh, look, I'm going to come back to it. You know, because I wasn't one of those people that I, I didn't mash out my, my comic books in one sitting. I, I would read a couple pages. I really, you know, digest what I just and I put it down for a second like yeah that was good I'm gonna come back to it <laughs> look at it, a couple more pages you know only if I was really got like uh, if I had two or three issues back to back then I would read them all the way through damn you treated it like exactly like porn that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess. A couple pages now, a couple pages later, you know. Wait, now I want to read the whole thing at once and blow it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Literally, yeah. Don't reveal all the mystery of all the pages at one time. Well, uh, well, again, um, a monthly mag was hard enough, but back in the day, fucking with image, you don't know when the next issue was going to come out, so you don't, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, now now it's were. easy. If you, if you want to catch up, you can get all those books for like three cents a piece. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so sad how, co- how far they blew it out shortly after that with the collector covers, the die cut covers, the reflecty mm-hmm. hollow covers, and all that crap. Poly, and they got me. cards and in the, the yeah in the beginning too. It was so uh, so new and so nice and stuff, and it was like so different. Oh, they've got a few variant covers here. They've got the like you said the cards and all that stuff. And uh, oh fuck, I gotta have all of these. Uh, different covers and then after a while it got overwhelming it's like wait a minute this is this is starting to be like the wwf which i am still convinced is a t-shirt selling oh, yeah. conglomerate that's all they're in for is selling t-shirts that's it that's the biggest I, amount of their money i bet that, you think that 80 uh, million they made on youtube last year do you think it was one of those things and this is just just a guess that um when when Image Comics started, it was all of the creative guys. It was all the creatives, it was the writers, the artists, the anchors. They all jumped ship and was making their own books because, you know, they were tired of working for the big two. And it was kind of like, this is what happens when you give the uh, 
you know, the keys to the kids or whatnot. You know, it's like they just went and they wanted to do everything. And I think they they went did too much too soon. And I think that's what kind of ends up, you know. That ends up being the downfall, yeah, having too much. Yeah. Well, they were partly that. Extremely but popular in the beginning because I remember Wildcats, the Jim Lee's book. I mean, it was a hot seller, and then they yeah. immediately made like a cartoon after it, you know, and that was like, that was the fastest going from comic book to cartoon. And then it just, uh, I don't know, I guess it just ran out of steam. And uh, same thing with um, Todd McFarlane's Spawn, even though. McFarland probably get the best putting out a monthly book. And, you know, his, the history was like bi-weekly at times. Yeah, but then Spawn went off, had a movie, had a cartoon, and uh, I think uh, Ralph did uh, just recently said that uh, McFarlane uh, just finished off a script for the like a new Spawn movie. Yeah, yeah I read to be some... Like- Supernatural spawn this time where he's more the uh, spiritual thing floating around making people do the good things as opposed to being an actual superhero-y guy. So, well, he hmm. never was really a superhero-y guy. Well, at least those early, you know, I mean, he was he was kind of an asshole. Right, you know? yeah. It's going to be more like the the comic was than the, the movie, which tried to sort of put him up as action hero, you know. Right. Yeah. The movie, could, yeah. oh, the movie should the movie really should have been made nowadays because back then the, the suit and look, they all. I mean, I remember being <laughs> excited about it. I was really excited about it when it first yeah. came out. I was, I, I, I you go, so you can say it, I had the beer goggles on like the first time the movie came out. I was like, oh, that movie was great. <laughs> then you watch it again. I was like, ah, oh. it's not hold oh. up to repeat viewings. I mean, oh. And it, and it sucks, too, because nobody sets out to make a sucky movie or anything like that. And I love Michael Jai White. I'd say all the actors did great. Just the special effects weren't ready for that. <laughs> the, the special effects at that time, just they weren't up to par yet. It was for the time, however, it, it was all right. You're like, this was pretty good. That's why you say you, like, you liked it when you saw it. But if you watch it now, you're like, Ooh, you know, not so good. <laughs> however, the director's cut, which I think is the only one you can get on any home version at this point, is uh, a little bit better than what we saw at the movies. You know, not a lot, uh, but you can see where some of the edits are not there. Mm. It's, I think mm. there was just certain I, I, again the love of it and I'll just say at that time I really thought it was good did it did it hold up? No and I haven't seen Spawn and probably I think the last time I saw it was God, I don't even know I I, I, serious I, overacting by Martin Sheen right it was Martin Sheen wasn't it? I think oh it was, yeah, yeah it was <laughs> Martin Sheen John Leguizamo uh, D.B. Sweeting, Michael, John Michael White. Yeah. I mean, there's... That's you know, somebody. Some definite oh, talent. As a, as a piece of, like, riff tracks or something like that, it's got to be kind of, you know, it's worth existing. You know, there's some comedy in there for sure. You could you could talk a yeah. lot of shit over that movie in 2016. 
But yeah, in 96, so that's 20 years old, 96, 97, around there is where that came out. And, yeah. Uh, it was the same day as the uh, the first reissue of the special edition Return of the Jedi, because they had to pick which one to go to. Mm. But uh, oh, wow. I wound up going with, with Amy, so we were like, well, let's go to the one that has like the Manson music and corn and shit in it, and, uh, and it's a little less goofy, because we've already seen Return of the Jedi 52 times. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, I escaped seeing that bullshit in the theater that time. So, that's cool. Yeah, like, where's my damn Ewok song that. at the end, you bastard? What the fuck? What is this new age music shit? Get this out of here! Cranky, and that, cranky that, me. It's the one with all the uh, all the extra. Uh, well, right, uh, right. That's that was they, the, yeah. That's that was, they yeah when they re released the original trilogy with all the the new oh, stuff, man. which is for my, which is weird. Cause from like my kids, that's their star Wars. Right. That re-release version yeah. is their star Wars. With like the, you know? the different song in the Jabba's palace and, uh, Oh you know, the God, diff- I hate the different that. song so at the funny. ending. And yeah, a few other, uh, a few other changes in and out of there. That one wasn't too bad as they didn't make as many changes as they did in the first one. But right. Still but still I mean, enough. That 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 song in Jabba's palace is awful, and it looks. It really, yeah. The original one that they thought was bad is actually better than the one they replaced it with for sure. Like, just leave it alone. (laughs) I'm sure they'll Disney will get around to putting it back. Here's the original ones. Now, quit talking about it. Especially (laughs) because there's a bootleg version out there that does exactly what people want. And all they really need to do is take it and put a Disney logo on it and release it and call it good, you know. And the, the people who are doing it illegally can't say shit, you know. So, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Sue us for stealing your stolen shit? Come on, <laughs> sue us for stealing your stolen shit. <laughs> there you go. That's, how that. that's, that's the world. But yeah, all the way America. back around is. Uh, I think I liked the West Coast Avengers better than the Avengers Avengers at the time. <laughs> so seeing a West Coast Avengers style movie is kind of cool. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that one bit. I'm, I'm hoping that She-Hulk makes an appearance. That'd be great. And the, the teams almost look like East Coast versus West Coast. If you, uh, you know, like Spidey and Cap yeah. are over there in the East, <laughs> and pretty mm-hmm. much everybody else is on the West for some reason. It's almost like you could just uh, put Pock and Biggie in there and be like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> it's almost like you could substitute them for Batman and Superman and see how they would have a battle with all of their friends showing up, too. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Timely. Yeah, no similarity between those two films releasing 60 Days Apart at all. i tell you what. Uh, it's it's about time though that they started just going with their same model. I mean, I, I love that one poster with the uh, DC characters on one side and then the Marvel characters that kind of mirror them on the other side, or vice versa. Oh, Who knows? The, the, the copycat. Uh, you got like Aquaman that. on one side, Prince Namor on the other. Yeah, you got the Green Arrow, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, yeah. <laughs> You know, they'll Superman probably or, eventually work out that deal once everything else plays out and there's no other things to do. You know, right. Eventually, that, it'll that be like problem. that that uh, Sony or uh, Disney uh, Warner connect. You know, they'll say, "Well, let's do you know something together and have you know DC versus Marvel." Marvel. You know, mm. that'll probably like twenty thirty yep. or something. We'll see that. <laughs> 
probably bigger than yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, the same kind of deal. Let's say let's combine the two. But uh, you yeah. think about it though, in, in the next two months or whatever, there's going to be a good what 15, 16 superheroes on between those two movies. Oh yeah, man. I, I, again, for for the for the inner geek in us all, the um, the retro nerd, if you will, um, this is a good time to be watching movies, man. So they, uh, yeah. They're making some changes to that the Batman Superman thing beyond what they. Uh, it's changed from what we knew about in the past as far as the actual materials that said who people were. They've changed some things around, so that means they've done some editing and some different dialogue replacement shit here and there. But uh, it, it sounds like there no longer is there a Carrie Kelly character getting killed, but now it sounds like there's a Batgirl getting killed, uh, killing joke style. Ooh. But only in the R-rated uh, DVD version. R-rated, that comes out later. yeah. And I, I love how we already know about that. <laughs> it's like, shit. Are, are you saying that's all uh, post-Deadpool, the reason why these changes, or were these changes already in Well, see, time? that's the thing, is like, Everything I saw said that 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 actress was was Carrie Kelly, and there was going to be a brief scene of that, which was basically a flashback in the first place. But now the flashback to the Joker killing the same actress is no longer going to be, you know, Robin Three or whatever. It's going to be Batgirl, and she's not going to get killed. She's going to get crippled. Ooh, there you go. You know, killing jokes, and then she became Oracle. But they they don't do any of that in the yeah. comics anymore, though. So it's kind of odd. Well, I I I heard that they were doing a Killing Joke animated movie. Right. Oh, I haven't uh, even heard of that. I, I saw uh, on IMDb. There's only two people cast. It's uh, what is his name? Kevin Conroy, the original uh, voice of the Batman, mm-hmm. and Mark Hamill. Right, but that's all you need. I don't know if that's legit. You know, I don't. I mean, I saw it. I came across it. I saw it. It was like, it was like, you know how they always say on IMDb. It's like, hey, if you have anything else, add to this. You know, it's like I don't know is this legit or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, uh, like some wiki type shit. Hoping and wishing. <laughs> they're thinking of. Uh, they're probably going to get the J.K. Simmons new Commissioner Gordon to be Commissioner Gordon in there. And uh, that, and then they can take the Jenna Malone Batgirl and make her Batgirl. So they've got their voices ready to go. Because uh-huh. there's really only four characters in that thing. It's a short-ass story. You know, right. There was an argument the other day, is this being removed from continuity by something that just happened in the book, which you know says, no, this is not, this never happened. But like, it right. never was supposed to happen in the first place. You know, that was yeah. if I remember back then that was one of those sort of DC what ifs and Elseworlds sort of a you know the final Batman and Joker story. It wasn't supposed right. to be this just happened in 1989 or whatever, and things but things branched out from there like it did. You know, and that's why I think everybody got confused. <laughs> like, that is confusing <laughs> because you're branching off of something that didn't actually happen, but making a continuity off of it. Well, and that's, that's wait, 15 restarts ago, so who knows what's what anymore? <laughs> and that's always the, like the confusing thing. I was not a uh, a DC guy to begin with, uh, which is funny because I am all about like uh, what DC is doing now on TV. I'm following it more, but I'm not. I mean, I know enough about a lot of the DC characters, but I wasn't really buying their books and stuff. 
So I'm actually was really confused about the new 52 and changing all these. Because, you know, when you start looking at these characters, like, for example, I'm watching the Arrow, and uh, I'll look at a character or watch the Flash as a character, so I'll try to look up on that character. Which origin would you like to know about? Origin 1 through 6. Uh, is he wearing a uh, colander hat, or is he wearing a red mask? Or is this the version where everyone's dressed in black leather? Uh, all the all new GIMP comics that we seem to be subjected to. <laughs> Bring out the GIMP. Out the GIMP. Why? Why are the X Men all dressed like the GIMP in those movies? It's just a good food for thought. <laughs> what, what is Professor X putting in their minds? You know? Leather, all leather. Why is Mystique on the poster for the new uh, X Men movie looking exactly like Jennifer Lawrence? Ooh, Should, shouldn't she that. look like Mystique? You know, no, fuck that. She's not going to be blue or in any way anything except for looking just like the actress centered on the poster. Mm. Like, well, that's you know obvious. <laughs> like, we need to get people We're in to see to this. Well, in there you go. That's it. If Deadpool can be marketed as a romantic uh, Valentine's Day film, maybe that's what they're going to shoot for there. Bring your girlfriend. She'll love it. Like, uh, you know, pretend it's a, 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 a Hunger Games movie that, that goes in between some shit they haven't seen yet. You know, it's like a what, right. what if? <laughs> like, no, pretend this is her. You'll, you'll 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 like it. It's good. Ignore the fact that everything else is confusing as shit if you don't know what's going on. The Age of Apocalypse story. I can't be more confusing than that to a non-reader. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to remember uh, the Age of Apocalypse. Was that uh, the one when uh, the timeline got screwy and that he showed and they showed what happened during that period, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, I, I think it was a lot of multiple timeline things going on there. That was one of those. Uh, I bailed, you know, I wasn't even reading them at that time, but I read some of those, but there was a, probably 50 book crossover. Yeah, the crossovers, yeah, I have I have most of those books. I thought that's what that was. Yeah, that was uh, um, I thought that, that was, was crazy pretty one-handed. <clears throat> Someone's always got to lose a hand or an eye or something. <laughs> Wolverine had one uh, he had one hand and then uh, there was a well what happened uh, at, the, at the end of one story he was a, he was able to pop his claws out of his dump <laughs> I was like, surprised at the end <laughs> like wait a minute how'd that work and then there was yeah they, they pulled the metal out and then he just had bones for a while that were still claws though and like well like, this doesn't work this messes up yeah, his whole bus, story, bus. but okay. Yeah. And then they ran with that in the X-Men Origins. Yeah, well, long before they ever told us his name was James. James? Who the hell is James? <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that's a James Logan Howlett, you know, the Wolverine. Yeah, okay. Good stuff. And that he was like already 200 years old or whatever and was alive in the you know 1800s as a, a guy doing the same shit back then. Only his claws were made of bone. 
Right. Oh boy. Just now the yeah, new series has him as like an old old man. He kind of looks like Neil Young, sort of actually. Yeah, okay. he's got the long white mane. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Cowboy hat, you know, looking vintage. You have Willie, Willie Nelson could play Wolverine. No, that's good. Oh God, no! <laughs> I would watch that movie. It'd be entertaining, at least. <laughs> Willie Nelson. Okay, Willie, said, complete with his like you know, uh, Pippi Longstocking braids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he looks like he smells awful. I just want to say that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never smelled Willie Nelson. To, I know. I'm I, saying. I don't know. I've never thought about that. So, but <laughs> probably not. He looks like. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on when you see him on stage. He's probably kind of grubby. Otherwise, he probably <laughs> is not so much. But who knows? He's oh, getting old. Willie. Old people have that old people smell, regardless. I know. Mothballs and years of funk. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's actually a blend of lotions. Uh, like everybody's grandma always smelled like oil of Olay. <laughs> White diamonds. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at a an issue of, uh, let's see, Web of Spider-Man number 90 came out in July of 92. On the back, it's uh, there's an Encino Man uh, <laughs> ad. <laughs> Buddy, oh, is that Polly Polly Shore and Brendan Fraser? Yeah, yes. And uh, what, what wasn't right. he a Hobbit? Oh, uh, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. The beverage. I see, bro. This is what put this place on the map. Oh. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? No, 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 you can't do this. You can't do this here. Now, now, let's leave now, please. Look, Kashmir Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but still. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we think the juice. We's the juice. No, 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 we think the juice. Go. And it came, this this issue came bagged, so I haven't even read it. It came in a uh, sealed bag. You might as well leave it there now. <laughs> yeah. So now you can just like read the uh, the scan version and keep your shit in the bag. It's worth at least five extra cents that way. Yeah. It takes it from like ninety five cents to a buck. Yeah. But this uh, thing was ninety five. I have a lot of those too. I mean, like the, that that era like, when when I started buying comics again, I found people on eBay selling like. A long box or two full of like '90s comics for twenty bucks and shit. Oh, cool! I'll you know I'll take those. I got one time uh-huh. I got like this box that was basically like a huge black garbage bag full of it must have been shit that some store didn't want to return at some point. And, uh-huh. uh, and so there was a lot of doubles and triples and ten times copies of shit in there. But basically, a whole like you know '90s Superman run you know was available for twenty bucks at that point. Now it's probably more. But that shit was dirt cheap for a little while, so it was it was cool because I hadn't read any of it. But you know, I didn't buy them for two ninety five a piece. I bought them for like ten cents a piece. <laughs> yeah, lucky I, you. Uh, I remember in town, this was um, it was a guy who had a um, comic book shop. It was called Spidey's. It was over in like the Mission Village Plaza, 
and when he went out of business, he was kind of like the blowout sale, everything, let's go. And it was kind of like that. You get a big garbage bag just like full of miscellaneous whatever. I'm just trying to get everything out of here. And I really do wish that I would have went there because, you know, you see you see the, you know, the stuff. I was like, man, I wish if I just had like a, like probably like a couple hundred bucks, 100, 200 bucks, probably could have got a couple bags full of stuff and just crack them open and just like see what you get in here, you know? Yeah, it's like Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's better than the bag of porn you find in the woods, man. Yeah. Which yeah, I also I found there was that. Uh, remember that? Uh, remember that uh, tree house that was across the street from our from the apartment complex I lived in. Someone had smashed the church. Big, yeah, yeah. Someone had yeah by by a church. Someone had smashed <laughs> a big box of porn. And um, now that I think about it, probably somebody was like, "My kid, I found this." And, you know, they threw it in the tree house. We went to our tree house. <laughs> Our treehouse was really a tree with just like wood planks in it, and uh, like a piece of poster board against the wall or something. And it was a tree box, and yeah, it was a tree lean to. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember cracking open that box, and it was like, "Hallelujah!" <laughs> I was like, it's, "It's all porn! It's all it's all porn!" <laughs> the porn oh. gods have shined upon us. The ads is still my today. Either either one of those things that you'd found either the bag of comics or the bag of porn, either would be great. You know, but at least the comics you could like take home without having to figure out how to sneak them in. Like I'm gonna roll these up and stuck them in my pants and stuff, and nobody will notice that I'm walking like I have like a fucking ready to go rob a bank. Oh boy, everybody's done that walk. I've done the the shove it in in front of the pants. And then, uh, you know, you kind of get that crease in your belly walk. <laughs> You're walking like Fred Sanford. Or you did the roll up and put it down the pant leg <laughs> where it looks like you've got a tumor on your thigh or something. Yeah, it was cool when we had those kangaroo jackets that had the huge pouch in the front with like a zipper that went across your entire front. And you could just like and stuff things in there. That was great. But, uh, those oh. are only in style for like two, three years, man. You can't wear that shit now. Of course, I don't need yeah. it now, but still. I would like to thank myself for possibly bringing back the backpack movement because uh, I, I carried around a backpack uh, even during not during school hours. I always had my backpack on and it probably had comics in it or porn or both. 
Well, now they think you're a terrorist if you do that. Yeah. Right. Although I, mean, I, I saw I, you know, somebody today uh, snuck a, a kid in a carry-on luggage onto a fucking plane through the, I read through the security. How the hell do you get a kid in a luggage in a bag through a security check? Those guys are great at what they do, huh? Um, that's that's like the worst parenting I can think of, too. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, if I if I lose my young child for more than like nine seconds, I'm having a goddamn heart attack. You know, well, it wasn't missing; it was right there, just uh, stuffed in a bag. Yeah, great. Uh, okay. I mean, I guess that's like. <laughs> Hiding in the trunk to get to the drive-in, but a really extensive version. Like, right. Hide in the bag, we'll get to Florida. It'll be great. Yeah, I worry too much. I well, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advocate <laughs> this, especially like the people who will be really stupid and try to shove them in a regular luggage instead of a carry-on, and then it goes in the other compartment that's not heated, and they wind up with a frozen kidsicle when they get there. Right. Actually, it usually right. happens with a dog. Because some dumbass uh-huh. packs their mini dog in their fucking suitcase instead of checking it in as a dog. Right. I'll save some money. <laughs> oh, shit. Scruffy's a sickle. Scruff sickle. <laughs> All right. Let's see. It's been a- Amazing Spider-Man number 400. I never read this. Is that? No, that's not it. That's right around the death of Aunt May issue. Huh? Is that the one with the tombstone on the cover? That is. Oh, yeah, that is that issue it. then, yeah. It's bullshit. She was dead for like six months. A death in the family is what it's called. Yeah. I was like, I'm not falling for your crap anymore, Marvel. (laughs) Like, there she is dead, and now she's married to J. Jonah Jameson's dad. Come on. It's like there's 12 people in this universe. You know what I mean? Come on. They just moved out of the old house, finally. I'm sure they'll be back there before too long. Or he'll turn it into a secret lab or some shit. Right. Well, you know the one thing that you you always think is hard with comics? I mean, because, you know, they they had our generation, and we were gripped with all of our stories, but they got these same characters that were created, you know, decades ago. And for each new generation, you have to make it interesting. Sure, yeah. but there also comes a point where it gets, you know, almost unrecognizable. I've been going through Superman lately. You know, started in like 1945 or something because the really early ones he was completely different. You know, so like that after that first change into the Superman that's kind of recognizable, and from then until about say 95, he was pretty much the same character. Even though they updated it, it was still you know okay. That's what he he's this guy. He has these powers. He can do these things, and he looks like this. You know, now he's got different powers. He's got, a, you know, sim- simultaneously weaker and stronger than before. In a different costume, different motivations. You know, his parents are alive. It's a different character, but he's still called Superman. And he probably has a baby or something out there. <laughs> One version does, another version does not. But uh. Wow. Too many versions. Think, That's, they keep yeah, uh, yeah, make a new version. Too many versions. Push them all I guess together. That goes back to what I was saying earlier about when you try to look up the character, and it's like, all right, what's this character's origin? And you have, okay, you got this one, you got this one, you got Earth two, Earth twenty three, Earth thirty nine. I'm like, what the? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it's, Earth 39. It's way out of what? control now. And I think their new thing they're doing, which is rebirth. I think they're they're rebirthing the original freaking universe and and saying well, everything that came after is merged back in, and now it's just like these are the guys, you know. And they have the powers and stuff they had in 1975, and everything is cool. Well, everything old is new again, <laughs> right? I mean, I one of my favorite stories though was uh you know and even the even the movie was good too x-men uh what do you call it the one that came out a year before last the time travel story from x-men that was uh one of my favorite stories days of future past days of future past that's it and uh i mean and it, it explained a lot without um oversaturating it too much it was just a nice story these are the plot points. Boom, back in time. Shit could change. Maybe it won't. But there wasn't a whole bunch of other confusion. I think they should do an X Factor movie next, but not like the X Factor that was later with Multiple Man and Havoc and all that stuff. See me for all that I am and all that I do. The Multiple Man appearing multiples of two. The original set, or original. Was like, uh, you know, Cyclops, uh, Jean Grey, and the Beast, who can be Kelsey Grammer again, I, hunting mutants I, I, to save them from the mutant hunters. Which is a damn good premise, too. It's kind of timely, too. Like It works. You, know, you, you guys are going to, you know, they're trying to track you down and get rid of you all, so we're going to be those people who do it, but instead we're going to train you how to be on you know, this side of the war. Right. And that leads to, you know, they can spin that into New Mutants and uh, Fallen Angels yeah. and all that shit. Wolfpack. Which I was, I, I was a, there you go. I was a New Mutants guy. I remember uh, Kurt was the X Factor. Uh, yeah, he had that run of uh, X Factor when I got into it. But uh, I really dug New Mutants before they became Factor X or whatever it was. Right. Is that what it was? Yeah. And that's funny yeah. because I I wasn't into the New Mutants as much as you were, but I really liked X Force, the team that they became. After. Like the first forty issues or so of X Factor through Inferno was like X Factor was good, and then it, it spun off into a different thing, and then it became completely different later. But that was ten years yeah. down the road. Mm. And uh, shit, I, Kurt's the only one I remember who collected Excalibur, <laughs> and uh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Excalibur was good, but I mean, it, there was a lot of words. Oh, that was Claire, <laughs> Claremont. Claremont's yeah. writing. I had and probably not necessarily, the first 10 of those, maybe. And then, yeah, that was about it. I'm yeah, not saying it was, was kind of like the, uh, world, the word bubbles were taking over the, the page. It was like. The pages, uh, yeah. Well, you remember the first, like the preview issue that was the deluxe sort of square covered. Uh, you know the four dollar version that was the the preview of Excalibur, and that was like that too. It was like, you know, art almost hidden behind all bubbles on a couple of pages. Yeah, uh, it was like this is too much to read, Chris Claremont. Can we uh, abridge it a little? He's like, no, you just need to draw more pictures and make this thing twice as many pages. That was really yeah. it. He's writing a hundred page story that they're printing on forty eight pages. Because you know, so he, he couldn't be bothered to, you know, shorten his shit in any way. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> and then you started, started writing books. <laughs> Which I, were too long to finish. And they I weren't know. That, they weren't that many pages. They were just too long to finish. Oh, God. I remember when I, I saw that, that book, I was like, oh, First Flight by Chris Clay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this. This looks dope. And then I was like, 20 pages in, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't think I ever, I've read, tried to read it a bunch of times. I don't think I ever finished it. And then one day at the used bookstore, I saw the, the sequel. And like, there's a second part. <laughs> it's like, join Lieutenant whatever on the continuation of her. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. 300 more pages. Oh, no, I'm not buying it, Chris. Oh, I bought it because it was like 50 cents. But I, I was like sitting on the shelf next to its unread sister. I'll, I'll show you. I'll buy, it. I'll buy it, but I won't read it. Take that. It's like I don't think I'm ever going to see it again. I never saw it before, so we'll buy it to, just so people go, there's really a second one? <laughs> That's the only way I can prove that. <laughs> Even Chris is like, yes, uh, was there a second one? <laughs> <laughs> somebody, oh, somebody owes me $2,500. Poor Chris Claremont. Although he's back writing something again, I think. They gave him like a retro X-Men title where he can be wordy all he likes. Oh, boy. I don't, I'm not reading it. <laughs> but that's the thing, though. The, the uh, He goes too far, and it's always been the joke even in the 80s. But... Uh, you know, compare. I've been like, like say reading these '70s Superman, like around the time the movie first movie came out, '77, '78, '79, and so that's uh-huh. an average sort of comic of our era, and the word count is pretty pretty high compared to today. I mean, like, I could count a book today and probably get under 200 words for the 22 pages or whatever, and you know, looking at something from the '70s or '80s is probably more like 600. You know, and Claremont's probably around fifteen. <laughs> but there was a lot more story going on. And these things yeah, were there was a lot of story. Those those X titles, they were they were in they they were long. You know, maybe that was another reason why it took me so long to read those. Eighties X Men, eighties X Men were pretty boring. Like the two hundreds, was like meh. I bought them because that's what was out at the time. I was that age. Really. But I, I found most of that shit boring. Forge and uh, Magneto being in charge and all that stuff. Like, eh. I, I, I liked I started it, getting into the X-Men. Before that was the good stuff. The whole, uh, well, like the burn era and stuff. But even if he wasn't doing it, that was when Claremont wasn't quite as wordy and still had cool ideas. I want to say, like, I, I say the team up was, uh, was Chris, Chris Claremont and Mark Silvestri. I think that's what I started getting into. Right. I want to say that was the team, and then of course Jim Lee came in after that, and mind blown after that. I was like, but yeah, like when the X Men died and they did that thing, and they were in Australia. I liked all that shit. All that was that. yeah, that was a little bit later. Like the stuff right before that, before up up until say Mutant Massacre. You know, right before that era, you know, there was a lot of not much going on. See, from about like X Men one eighty to about two fifteen, it was just kind of yeah. kind of limping along, waiting for something to happen, and then they started all the crossover shit. That Storm Forge love story, for some reason, it irked me. I can't remember. I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember why. 
I, seriously, I don't remember why. But I mean, what what I do love though is that um, all the, all the effort that was there that uh, those creators were putting into stuff. I know they were they were putting their hearts and souls into it. So uh, oh, it looked. Good. I only. I only, yeah, I only talk shit about it because I love it ultimately. But <laughs> I think the problem for, was, for me was being like twelve and reading material that was starting to be aimed at fifteen-year-olds. Definitely, uh, we, where the other shit was still kind of on our level. That was kind of like advanced comics one hundred and one or something. Uh huh. Like what is this? Is like Shakespeare comics or some shit? What's going on here? <laughs> Because you jump in in the middle, and it's like, I have no idea what any of this stuff is, but people say this Wolverine dude is cool, so I guess I'll read this. And then he shows up for like one page, smoking a cigar and flicking something out of his teeth, and that's it. Like, well, that was was exciting. (laughs) But that's funny, though. Hey, kids, there was once a time when Wolverine, A, didn't have his own book, B... Uh, maybe he did have that short run, that four issue series, right. but that was it. That's he wasn't the, appearing in everything. Yeah, that's the best of Wolverine to me. Still, I think it's that four issue Miller series. Yeah, Kitty Pride and Wolverine was that it? Well, that was the second one, but the the first one where he was just just him in Japan, and uh, Japan fucking yeah. up a, a wall of ninjas. Oh, that was so yeah, good. The, the, that was that the, the Wolverine Ronin uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Good. I guess that last movie was was about that. I just never that was, I yeah, watched that it. Yet. That was, yeah, mm-hmm. they, um, it was kind of. Yeah, it had shades of that in it, but uh, oh, see, it looked like they. That's what they were directly attempting to adapt, but no. And the that, they did the scene with the arrows. Okay. So yeah, they they, they shot the four covers and based another movie around what they had. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think too. Uh, if if they did a uh, when they when they reboot Spider Man, I don't even know. Hopefully, because uh, you know they're going to go that Venom route again, and I actually heard a rumor about them not. doing a Venom movie but it not having anything to do with the Spider-Man universe or something it's going to be the current Venom Space Knight thing I have no idea what that is (laughs) it's literally uh, remember ROM Space Knight they don't have the rights rights to ROM the toy or the robot character anymore so Venom has joined the Space Knights wow however Venom is no longer Eddie Brock with an anger issues and a symbiote. He's uh he's Flash Thompson with, you know, uh, I want to be Spidey complex and the same symbiote. See, so he looks different. He's happy friendly. He's a good guy and uh, as a movie it'll be cool, but yeah, he's not going to be villainous in the least. I don't even know what to say about that. All right. Well, I guess they figure Eric Foreman ruined that for everyone. <laughs> his ultimate yeah. revenge for not being cast I, as Peter Parker in the first place. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Ruining the Venom character. And I, I don't blame him. He, it was just a No, mis- that's, that's a what they gave him to play, you know. Uh, miscast. Miscast. It would have been uh, 
he would have even been an okay Harry at that point, but they already had him. You know, he could have even been a good Flash Thompson, but he wasn't going to be Eddie Brock, who was supposed to be built. Yeah, I know. It was, he was like a, a huge, imposing guy already. And then the literally, uh, literally gone with Brock Lesnar to play Eddie Brock. You know? There you go. Oh, that would have been so perfect. <laughs> you know, picture him in that suit, and you're like, yeah, that would have worked. Worked. <laughs> Man's got lats for days. Shit. But no, they, they, they didn't go that way. So, okay. I didn't hate that movie, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't the, their best work either. I actually um, watched it the other day, and um, damn it, it's still not good. I mean, the... It, the editing's kind of weird. The special effects, they they really don't hold up. It looked like they cheaped well, out. I, yeah, I think so. You don't and have I, enough I, money for this, so we're just going to kind of throw this together. Yeah. This is kind of disappointing. But one and two, still good. Well, they've got... Uh with the new setup, the new guy and stuff, where the suit looks exactly like it came out of a comic, you know, except for mm-hmm. the, the little slight addition they made to make it look more like one of the newer versions. But, like, the face, you know, it looks exactly like that classic poster from the 80s. You know, you can almost, yeah. there's a picture, you can, I, you can almost stack the two of them together, like, look, it's the same face, you know. And right. The, uh, the animated <laughs> eyes, you know, that's what people seem to be complaining about online. Why does he have animated Deadpool eyes? Like, well, because, you know, Spidey had them first. He had it first. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, I don't think I like that. Like, well, but I like that. So who cares what you think? <laughs> <laughs> and I know more and better than you. So yeah, really, best. you lose so much of the, you know, if you look at the Spidey panel, most of his reaction shots are like one eye getting huge or the two eyes going squinty or whatever. You know, right. all that's missing with the, without being able to adjust that, and there's no reason he couldn't have just made his damn you know eye lenses have irises that up and down when he wants them to. Yeah, definitely. That respond to his facial expressions. <laughs> right. You know, if I if I squint because it's too bright, I can close those lenses off. Come on. That's what I'm saying. It can do oh. all that other shit, you know, and the, the the extension things on his arms probably are because he's got some Stark shit going on to his suit. That's why he's uh, boosted up. So, you know, right. It looks like right. they're they're not doing, you know, he's sixteen origin story. They're like, you know, Spidey's been going for a few years, right? Which I'll be okay with. Yeah, please. We, no, we, no don't, more. we don't need to know. <laughs> please no. And no more casting Uncle Ben's. <laughs> right. We've I've already lived through two. Well, I mean, counting the comics, three deaths of Uncle Ben. Oh, at least yeah, and probably a couple in the cartoons. In the cartoons, and what if? Yeah, what if? What if Uncle Ben had lived and Aunt May died? That was a good one. Yes, that so is. It ended uh, with like Uncle Ben being like an abusive parent and beating Spider Man's ass. No, that wasn't it. That was a after school special. What happened? To <laughs> that? What if? <laughs> oh God! I, I, remember I those after school specials, and they were all about horrible shit that like was not really pleasant after school viewing. Oh yeah, for sure. What the fuck is? I don't want to watch this. Like. 
You know, yeah. I don't even want to explain most of them. But today on the after school special, this horrible shit happens. You're like, oh, I'm going to tune right in. I'm going to tune right in to see why I shouldn't do drugs. Like, oh, wait, Scott Bayo, cool. Oh, no, never. Nobody ever said, yay, Scott Bayo, cool in their life. Well, maybe some girls. But no male ever said that. Well, no, no straight male ever said that. There you go. Right. I love all the caveats. Okay, yeah, we have to add more things in now than we used to. <laughs> oh, boy. Scott Bayo. Uh, you know what? I would have let him hang out with me back in the day. Hey, Charles you know is in charge, man. Charles. Did we ever yeah, actually he... talk about that on the air? I know we discussed it off words where the possibility that Charles in charge was a hidden Happy Days spinoff. Yes. I remember <laughs> your... Uh... Like, look, his mom is played by the same actress. You know, Chachi's real name was Charles. You know, it was Charles Arcola. Right. They never mentioned what Charles's last name is on Charles in Charge, so he could have been Charles Arcola. He just moved into this other weird house because the Cunninghams moved away. He had nowhere else to go. You know, Fonz was gone. You know, Cunninghams were gone. Joni didn't want his shit anymore. What was he going to do? He hung, went to hang out with the kid from Eight is Enough on a different show. There you go. And those shows to me were interchangeable. The eight is enough, and wait, what was it? Oh, there was the eight, enu- eight, eight is enough. Partridge Family and uh, the Brady Bunch that were all kind of uh, interchangeable. Kids, yeah, Brady Bunch That's had what- the hotter girls. There were some okay girls on Eight is Enough, and then Partridge Family too, I guess. Partridge Family to me had the hottest. Uh, See, yeah, it always comes down to the Marsha versus Laurie thing. So we always have to have one of these debates every episode now. There which, you go. Which one of these chicks? You know, I came up with a good one the other day, and I forgot what it was. Now I have to think about it. But, uh, it was one of those off the wall ones that nobody ever brings up. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> what Please about remember. this? Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't as far out there as like Lucy or Ethel, which shouldn't really be much of a decision. That's but not even a decision. Although Lucy's uh, that her one friend uh, that wasn't Ethel, I always thought she was kind of banging. Lucy had a friend that wasn't Ethel. Or yeah, like the original yeah. "I Love Lucy." Yeah, um, maybe it wasn't her friend. Maybe it was more of a uh, god dang, some I other can't, chick. Some other chick. Yeah. <laughs> Who wasn't Ethel, and she was uh, uh, all right. I didn't uh, at the until maybe recently ever really noticed that young Lucy was kind of hot, you know. In her, oh yeah, in the fifties there, like she was a good looking lady. You know, I you remember her was. being an old ass lady when I was little, so it never really occurred to me. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah she didn't age well because of the smoking. But uh, oh yeah, sure. But yeah, she was definitely banging in the fifties. But uh, here, here's a good one. Um, uh, superheroines from the 70s and 80s on TV that were banging. Uh, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. Yeah. So you've got a limited uh, sort of field there. I know. But the top three, and I, I'm not looking at the internet right now, but... Uh, the chick that played Isis. Right on, yeah. She was banging. That's a show that there, doesn't get much play these days. Oh, man, that was so... <laughs> well, yeah, that's like true. It's called <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> fuck no, you can't watch that. <laughs> Egyptian goddess Isis. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, 
Electra Woman and Dinah Girl. Bam. Oh, yeah, she had like the purple spandex, right? Oh my God. I remember so that good. show. Yeah. They, they had, and they had a great theme song too. That was not on for very long. <laughs> it was not. I would be surprised if it went a full season. Remember, uh, went- they had later on, they had Kid Superpower Hour with Shazam as a with cartoon. Shazam, yes. <laughs> And like I still remember the, that song, Kid yeah. Super Power Hour, which is am. Yeah. They had the live action. There was a chick on there that I used to think was hot, too, when I was like seven. Like, oh, you know, that seven-year-old, I think she's pretty thing. I don't yes. I have to watch it now and see. I could tell you exactly who it is within seconds, but I, I have no recollection off the top of my head, you know. Probably some person who never went on to do anything again, as a lot of those shows used to be filled with. Yeah, and yeah, that's crazy. Do you remember the Shazam TV show that was around with the ISIS show? Yes, I do. Fucking Shazam in a it was in an RV with an old man. RV, yeah, the creepy old guy, and then uh, the young boy. Yeah, that was that sounded faulty on paper. Now he's going to be the Rock, so he's he's come a long way in the forty years. Black Adam. 40 good years of waiting for some not shitty Shazam episodes or adaptations. <laughs> oh, man. Now they're making the Super Friends pretty much. <laughs> Where's uh, you know, you know, Black Lightning? Or I guess the TV cartoon had him as Black Vulcan. Like, that, like yeah. Shouldn't Black Vulcan be like Mr. Spock with a deep tan? <laughs> Who's this African dude? American old kid? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what they do if they bring it back now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. African American Lightning. Like what? It sounds mm-hmm. like a, maybe a team or something. I guess. But yeah, cool. that was awesome though. Back in the day, you could just slap black on something, and <laughs> it would be you know the black version of that thing. <laughs> it's like black dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> black dynamite. <laughs> Man, that is hilarious. That's true. I do have a few. uh, I'm sure there's hundreds more if you look, but I have at least a few movies that have black in front of other things to make them a new movie. You know, Black Caesar is of course one of them, but uh, you know, Black Black. Dracula (laughs) and stuff like that. Black Frankenstein, yeah, all that shit. That's funny, but yeah, they they don't do that anymore. Well, I guess they still do that sort of, but now they call it Tyler Perry's. Tyler Perry's black president. That would work. Yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. I just did a quick search. They got a lot of pictures of ISIS on here for 70s and 80s superheroines. Yeah, somebody was just asking oh. about her the other day for some other reason. I don't remember the lady's name, but it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I know who that is. Batgirl. Um, why am I... Well, uh, because you said 70s and 80s. They, I should have said 60s. <laughs> 70s well, then 80s. she just wins. You know, Bat, yeah. Batgirl, I, that's when I discovered I like girls. Well, yeah, in that early way where you don't know there's a thing at all, and then you discover which one you like. <laughs> yes. And yes. I was like, oh, what's that there? I need to know more about this. You know, Batman did not do that, but Batgirl did that. Batgirl did that. So did Catwoman. Catwoman, I'd, I'd, I'd yeah, say. with the fucking belt low down on her hips. Mm. Yes. 
I just but read there, an article there. about her. She designed a thing that was basically the first sort of a penny hose thong thing that was like you know, holding her ass in exactly the right position in those pants to make her the person that we remember her as. Yes, it so, was. You know, a round of applause for her patent uh, you know, design there that uh, that has shaped asses for at least a, a good generation of Hollywood there. Yeah, was that Lee Merriweather who did it? Because uh, Julie Newmar. Julie Newmar. Mm, good, good. But they were Got her it. thing was uh, her product line was Nude Mar. It's like yeah, she's awesome. Uh, <laughs> well done, Julie. And I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give a special shout out to uh, Earth Eartha Kit. Yeah, as well. She was only there for a few, but I think I remember her first. I, you know, that might have been the first one I saw was an Eartha Kit Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's like uh, later on, I'm like, well, why did Catwoman just turn into a white lady? But well, <laughs> never mind. Look at her from the back. I'll, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, that was uh, a, that was a good show for that. That was probably there for the parents to keep watching, I suppose. Definitely. Yeah, Batgirl on the Bat Cycle, especially. Like the that whole sequence of her like getting ready instead of going down the bat pole where she had the thing that came down and she had the makeup she had to do and stuff, like that was hot as a seven year old. Man, still. And you know what? I think this might uh probably be the reason I have a boot fetish now is because <laughs> Uh, because of the new zoo review nice i don't know you remember that show <laughs> yeah oh, yeah bunch of people dressed as animals right oh yeah like hopping around on a couch or something uh yeah they had they had like a a tree house and uh it was a set that looked like uh you know a, a small neighborhood but uh there was uh i think her name was betty joe <laughs> Betty Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah. Um, had had the hot boots, eh? Oh, definitely had the hot boots. Uh, I got to look at it right now. That's she a, had a creepy-looking partner. Yeah, I think that's why uh, Julia Roberts is famous to this day. Was uh, whoever else's legs those really were on the Pretty Woman poster inside those fucking long boots? Yes. Like I said, that's, that was the girl. I was like, yeah. But then you find out that was just her head pasted on somebody else. But mm. like, whatever. But give me, give me that combination then, will you? Definitely. I guess Emma Roberts comes close now, really. Yeah, that's the closest thing. She's the this generation's uh, Julia. She's, she's hot and bitchy. I like her. Dig it. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. Great, definitely a great show. Well, not not a good show, but I haven't watched those since I was little. Really, I haven't I haven't seen it as an adult to go if it know if it was good or bad. Really, I'm sure it was '70s cheesy, but was it in a good way or? Nah, uh, I remember liking it back in the day. I'm just assuming that it wasn't it was, good. It was, it was six <laughs> six boobs for an hour. Yeah, we liked it. That's what was good about it, definitely. Had a cool song. You know, the intro was cool. Right. And then there was some sort of vague crime thing going on for the rest of the show that I don't really remember much of, except for jiggling girls kicking people. 
right? I didn't understand it, but hey, I was watching it. <laughs> it was always cool having an older brother. It was kind of a perv. So, yeah, there wasn't that many uh, shows of that sort at that time yet. It was probably too expensive for them to do anything that they wanted to do, you know, TV budgets in the 70s being what they were. Mm-hmm. You, what, you mean like detective? Not detective, but... Uh, well, more of an action super type action. of thing. You know, detective right. shit was everywhere at that time because that was affordable. They could, you know, everything looked like dirty New York. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the era for that. I I didn't really. Uh, it was too little for the, all the like Starsky and Hutch and all those shows that were huge that uh, came just before my TV watching years. Kojak, you know, Beretta. Yeah, I remember hearing commercials all the time. as look like you know Beretta and Vegas and all like you know Antenna takes on and whatever blah blah blah. Okay, whatever. You know, right, I'm gonna be asleep by the time his shit comes on. Exactly. And but for some reason, I knew that Beretta had a parrot. <laughs> okay, pop culture shit. He was ever he would show up on the Muppets with his parrot and stuff like that. That's where we knew about things like that. That must be it. Or like the Flintstones and shit would have a parody of something, all kinds of things of that sort. Yeah, and somehow they get into your head. Not only are they in the cultural zeitgeist, but I mean, you know, like we talked about before, knowing the parody of something first and then later on connecting those dots like i think i i think i read the parody of alien and mad before i saw the movie oh yeah almost certainly but yeah that way when you actually see it you know that the the scene that startled people was more of like (laughs) start laughing at like jokey smurf just you know gave you a surprise Especially if you uh, saw Spaceballs first, because then you just expect the fucker to start singing. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, awesome. That, that when uh, that's still that that my kid wasn't too fond of that and then Spaceballs, but then when he started Baseball. singing, he started laughing anyway. So, right. <laughs> like, well, someday uh, you'll is, see that movie that's talking about, and you'll think it's funny. It holds up. I, I watched it with someone who who had never seen Alien, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, now it's been such a long time that people don't automatically have it pre-spoiled by it just being common knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody really, the newer kids don't know anything about what's happening in that movie. And then when they see it, it's, uh, oh, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you surprise. know, Sigourney in panties, that's always good. Oh, Yeah. As a bonus. That well, I don't know if it's always good because I guess in the new Alien movie there's a, a callback to that where she'll be wearing them again and that might be less good. I don't know. But maybe not. Mm, I haven't we'll seen see. her lately. Been, she seems to be keeping herself in uh, in good uh, good shape. That's true, so. but you still have to face the you know, 60-something-year-old woman in her underwear from, you know, reality. It could be fine. It could be like, please don't shoot this in HD. <laughs> I will still be watching. <laughs> we well, got it. Well, it's like you got to see it either way. That's like if the mm-hmm. if the Roseanne and Rosie O'Donnell together video ever came out, you would never want to see it, but you'd have to watch anyway and just be horrified with yourself. Yeah. Oh, I hate myself. Ow. Ill. Why did I fucking look at that? Now I'm gonna see it like when I blink for at least two hours. <laughs> 
like looking into a bright bulb. <laughs> Gonna be dreaming about this. <laughs> and then Ellen shows up, right? <laughs> now that's a that's a BLT that I want to be in right there. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what do I have to do with this? Leave me the fuck out of this stuff, you guys. I remember there being, uh, what was her face? The, the big girl from Wilson Phillips, Carney Wilson. She was at, at one where she had just had herself like surgically reduced down to you know not being the big girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, oh, yeah, uh, that's the I wish damn hot sister. Get her out here. You know? But uh, it's like, okay, well, she probably looks pretty much like that, only like slightly stretched out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll check you both off at this point. Hold on for one more day. I love the freeform comic shit. That's we've been I comic love. related for the last couple, so we're sort of in that zone at the moment. That, keeping it real. That's all good. Yeah, I'll probably do at least some chunk on some of these, you know, random wacky '60s and '70s things. The one I had looked at today was the story where Superman learns why Clark Kent looks different to people just because he has glasses on. Big super hypnosis thing. But uh, he's fighting a villain in that who plays hypnotic records, LP records, on the turntable in his chest. That was an acceptable villain in 1977. Uh, Yeah, there's one where... uh, you know, this, this villain shows up and he shoots a ray and literally steals Superman's eyes. He's got two black holes in his face and he's like, ah, oh, my eyes! You know, and, uh, this bad guy runs around shooting up a bunch of stuff and then at the end, it, it all it's all okay because it was really just Lois Lane in disguise and he was wearing fake lenses and so on. I so hated all of those when it was just such and such in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> the scooby-doo ending the scooby-doo ending on st- oh man I'm like come on but just they, because yeah. i'm 11 doesn't mean i'm stupid all right come on well it was partly the the desire to wrap everything up in one book back then versus carrying them on for two years like they do now you know, we used to be able to buy you know an issue of six random comics and get six stories where now you'll get six portions of six stories so that was part of that. I think why some of those like had convenient wrap ups where they're like, how the hell do we get out of this in two pages? Okay, <laughs> let's stick Jimmy Olsen in there. He'll have done something wacky. <laughs> so they didn't, they weren't afraid to let Superman fuck up back then either. There's one where uh, Superman and Supergirl are working on a plan to, uh, to restore the bottled city of Kandor to full size. Right. So of uh-huh. course, Brainiac has to show up to interfere and uh, and he's got his shrink ray that he's blasting everybody with. And he gets in his own shrink ray and shrinks down so far that he, like, poofs out of existence. He's you know, he dead or whatever, of course, until six issues later. So they take the bottled city to a new planet with his ray, and they enlarge it. And, like, everybody's happy and celebrating, and the issue's almost over. And then, great Scott! You know, the entire thing just turns to dust. It completely collapses because, you know, Superman fucked something up again. And then, uh, so all wow. of these people who have lived in a bottle their entire lives after you know being kidnapped from their planet right before it explodes, are like, well, uh-huh. that's okay, Superman, you tried, you know, sorry, <laughs> you blew up our fucking city, we were finding the fucking bottle, but no, thanks, guy. And then, and then it was okay because he had to hurry up and leave because the planet he put them on was accidentally in an alternate dimension, and he could never go back and see them ever again. 
ever again yeah i i used to love those ones too where that 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 wrap up when it was like you can never ever do this again the end and then like you know two years later somebody would forget all about that and be like but then <laughs> oh, through a mysterious hole in the plot these characters wound up here <laughs> Uh, be careful that you don't trip over that plot hole. Yeah, it didn't. It's like it didn't matter back then as much as like now. They could always come up with an in-character way to go. Ha ha! We've done this. You know. Now they just go. Well, we don't know what to do. Reboot the entire universe. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Like yeah. That. Was that Secret Wars two when uh, there was the threat of? Uh, existence being wiped out because oh, right. of the beyonder sure and if you the timing there i think that was right around the same time as the new universe so there was at least some possibility in everyone's mind that they legitimately were going to wipe out and switch over to the, the other thing right but it did not work out that way at all but like, that was the marketing thing i believe that we were fed <laughs> Cooler heads in Marvel prevailed, I guess. Oh, they didn't want to pay Shooter all the money. <laughs> Jim Shooter. <laughs> I want to beat him someday. Yeah, he seems like he'd be a good... As long as you're not a dick to him, he'd probably be a pretty cool dude. Right. That's Definitely has stories to tell. That's... Oh, I want to know. What happened in the bullpen? Bring me back. Are there pictures? I just watched that... Um. That uh, what is it? Drunk, stoned, and dead. The the story of a uh, oh god, National Lampoon. Oh okay. Yeah, it was a doc. It was it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't know any of the people that started National Lampoon, but of course you know people that were kind of they had a National Lampoon like radio show. Right. <laughs> I sure. had no idea. And uh, the not ready for primetime players were all in that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of them. And uh, it was it was cool just learning that history. And uh, National Lampoon to me was always a weird magazine. I mean, I I never really read it, but I mean, I remember flipping through it sometimes and <laughs> being too young to know that this was like parody and <laughs> all of this racist sexist stuff that was weird was all comedy and stuff yeah for sure i, I didn't get it until later <laughs> yeah we can all do a whole episode about that stuff we need pat for that one too for sure <laughs> It's like that was my favorite half joke. <laughs> Remember that, the Thurgood Marshall thing. We used to, I used to love that thing. Mm -hmm. I used to like those issues because there would always be some boobs floating around in random panels. I'm talking about, yeah, they were they were showing uh, the yeah, boobs, the models, some, some full ons, yeah. Uh -huh. It was like tit haze. <laughs> Change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killer juggalos 
Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos I was born an accident off the ripper Free spirit but a mind drifter Vampire label me the blood sipper With an X in the middle of my head the folding sun Crave walker, leader of a legion of killers and soul stalkers Midnight marauders, we put the world in a submission We told all of y'all to listen, twisted moments with the superstition Transparent, like a shadow in the dark I float by Looking at you dead in the eye Time to wake the dead on up and ring the alarm I got you bitches shaking and nervous and sweaty palm From the beyond, lands where mortals are never grown Homers in the pitch black room all alone Separated until death do its own So I create and populate the dead zone Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos in the vicinity, bump to number two Coming out like freak shows And all y'all hoes that don't know Y'all catch elbows and dick hoes Bitch, you don't understand the dark carnival The misunderstood realm of all juggalos Called freak shows and they fun of them every day But when we return with actions, y'all bitches run away I'm a warlock, walk on water with wicked spells Banish the purgatory, borderline of heaven and hell See me for all that I am and all that I do The multiple man appearing multiple a two. Evolution of the soul took place in the cocoon And we appear from the shadow by the light of the moon We the night breed, walking amongst the dead Nobody can figure out what's going on inside of our head Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Watch as they change and mutate into a freak show Twisted serial killing juggalos Uh, I'm Donna. Pull yourself together.